five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Oh my goodness, anybody's guess what's going to happen next. Okay, first let's go to Tom Fishburn because that's what happened to come up. <laughs> uh, don't tell them the dog ate your homework. Just say there were supply chain issues. Right. Okay, and that's the, that's the excuse du jour, right? Supply chain issues issues have become the go-to excuse for just about everything okay yet supply chain excuses are starting to wear thin like when they when they suggest an accessory item to your purchase to add to your cart only to tell you several days later that it'll be four weeks for delivery <laughs> i was explaining to one of my kids the other day that with in the old days you know which is the only thing i know right but in the old days we used to set up our order processing system so that if someone was looking at an item and there was only one left, we would, we would allocate that item temporarily to that person. Uh, and if another person came along and was looking at it, we would tell them it was out of stock. Now, we might not get that first order and we might lose the second one because we said it was out of stock. But better to have one customer think it's out of stock than to sell it to two customers and not have any. And that's the kind of ethical order processing system that you need to keep in mind, unlike most today, which just keep selling whether there's anything there or not. And so Tom Fishburn goes over to the infamous 2018 supply chain, which uh, KFC changed the distribution partners in the UK and literally ran out of all chicken. And they had to close 750, you know, we euphemistically call them restaurants, uh, indefinitely. And people were calling the police and complaining that they couldn't get their chicken and the police didn't know what to do. And it was big news. I mean, this was the only big supply chain issue at the time. So nobody could just slough it off. So... Uh, or clock it off. Anyway, so here's what here's what KFC did. They did an ad like this. <laughs> Instead of KFC, they did FCK. <laughs> and basically, Jenny Packwood said, we took control of the narrative. Everybody wanted to talk about our chicken bucket instead of when we would get open and whether we were paying our employees and all the rest of it. This totally shut down the story, having its own momentum, and all of the attention was focused on our response. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, which was the response was that. And I think that was kind of what happened with Peloton. You know, it was so funny because all of a sudden you've got a fictional, you've got a totally fictional uh, series where the guy dies on a Peloton. It's totally fictional, right? And nobody wants to just say, this is all made up. It's just all made up. And so Ryan Reynolds' agency shows the guy, you know, talking with his trainer saying, let's go again. Life is too short not to ride around, you know, ride on my Peloton. And, uh, you know, illustrating that it, he's not dead. He didn't get killed on a Peloton. None of it's real. None of it is real. What a great, what a great follow-up. I hope Ryan Reynolds had something to do with it. He narrated it, and I talked over it because I couldn't hear what was going on yesterday. Which brings me to Getter. Okay, I've got, I've got so much fun today. Getter <clears throat> launches their first Christmas ad 
And there, this was where the, really the article really lost me is when they let the getter spokesperson talk. It was founded in, in Istanbul, which I didn't know, and, and it's new to the UK. But here's what they here's what they said. They said Getter is here as your trusty companion, helping to save the day and give back your precious time this Christmas. Way too long. Just say Getter saves Christmas. Okay, so now in every single way. Okay, it's a typical dad, you know, blame the dad, the dad lights the pudding i don't know if you saw that it went a little fast we'll go back a little bit okay here he is lighting the pudding and he's got a little too much brandy which this would never happen if you've ever seen brandy ignite you never it doesn't even hardly you can't hardly see it this is like gasoline it's like worse than it was probably put in and then the wife comes with this fire extinguisher and wrecks the pudding you didn't have to wreck the pudding just let it flame out Anyway, so now the room, I don't even know if CO, a CO2 uh, extinguisher would wreck the pudding. It might be okay if it dried off. Put a little more brandy on it. That's the way I think about cooking, the burn it up cooking show. Thanks, get here for so, oh, it's called Get Here. Get Here. There you go. Get Here. You've got it. Okay, so it's a food delivery service and they can save your save your Christmas. Uh, Dr. Fu, this is a, you know, kind of a downer. I should have gone to the next story, but I'm not going to go to any more stories. But Dr. Fu says human marketers did just exactly what the bots wanted them to. Give them more money. More clicks does not mean ads were better targeted. More humans clicked on or more humans clicked on them. More clicks just means more clicks by bots. So as long as all you do is list is look at the clicks, as long as all you do is look at the clicks. You know, what happens is you, okay, so you decide, well, we're going to advertise on first party, you know, where we know what's going on. We're going to put our ad up on Forbes, okay? I remember one time when we were doing card decks compared to regular display advertising. We put an ad in the Wall Street Journal, a little, a little, uh, just a, a small ad. And it costs us $200 per thousand for, per, per, I mean, $200 per lead. Whereas we could generate leads for $2 a piece in a card deck. And so, well, we were under, the, you know, and so we told ourselves, well, yes, but uh, the $200 leads are much more likely to convert. It wasn't true at all. There wasn't, there wasn't any correlation between the price we paid for the lead and the, and the, and the close rate on the lead <laughs> because people don't know what they want. You know, they say, oh, maybe I'll look at this and they click there. And that's why the bounce rate is up, up, up north of 50%. Google admits it. On landing pages it's 80%. So whatever the average of that is is you know it's like 65%. So anyway, human marketers did exactly what the bots wanted them to, give them more average, more money. So the programmatic campaigns appear to perform so well because the bots are clicking on the ads to trick marketers into giving them more money. When marketers see programmatic media driving much higher engagement than the real publishers with real human audiences, you know, you put it in front of real human audiences, you probably get fewer clicks, right? Fewer clicks. So then we move our money away from the real publishers with real humans and we give it to the programmatic exchanges. <laughs> and that's what the bots want.
More clicks does not mean ads were better targeted or more and more humans clicked on them. More clicks just means more clicks by bots. And so here he shows what's going on. He says, okay, the annual digital ad spend is gone up and up and up and up and up. It used to have low average click rates and the, the date scale has got eaten somehow. But this is uh, from like 2009 up until 2021. Now we have high costs and huge click rates, but it's bots. So think about that the next time you want to advertise digitally. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. Bye-bye.